and welcome back to Oh Boy, the podcast. I'm Cody T from the Lost Bros. And I'm Lex, and I'm so excited to be here. It's a good podcast we have planned. Today, we are talking to you about our four-day, or I guess I should say four-night cruise on the Disney Wish, the brand new Disney Cruise Line ship. Uh, But first, just want to let you guys know, um, we do have a great way for you guys to support us. If you're interested, we own a t-shirt store called The Lost Bros. You can find it at thelostbros.com. We dropped some awesome t-shirts this week, like our Main Street Duck Watching Club, uh, Ursula's voice lessons, and we have a really cool Halloween shirt. It says Boo from Main Street, and it's got this cute little Main Street illustrated on it. And the best way to support this podcast, um, you know, or if you just know us, the best way to support our brand is always to just pick up a t shirt, or you can subscribe to our Patreon. You can find the link for that in our description. The Patreon has all sorts of cool perks, mostly for the store. You can get uh, free shipping. We're always giving out discount codes, uh, early access to all of our releases, and a ton of other really cool behind the scenes stuff. Uh, and we are going to make you guys a little discount code. If you listen into this podcast, you can pick up something in our store right now. You can place an order and use the code wish for 10% off your order right now. The code is wish. And with that said, perfect segue into talking about the Disney wish. We have a lot to unpack here. So obviously at this point, the wish has been out for a bit. There's been plenty of sailing. So you kind of know almost everything to expect with um, this new ship because you've kind of seen it all. If you're like me or unless you're like me and you choose to not see anything at all until you go experience it, um, then this podcast is great for you because I don't mind hearing about it. I just don't want to see anything. I want it all first hand and first experience. Um, so while yes, the wish has been out for a bit, we do have a lot to unpack because I feel like the first few sailings, I felt misled in some of the things that I was hearing about Then once I experienced it. Um, but then there's also some things on this ship that is definitely the best thing Disney has done on their cruise ships. So yeah. And then we'll end the podcast with, um, us kind of given our vote on which ship we think is best now to date. Um, And Cody and I will give you our own personal answers on that. I think the format that we're going to take today is we are going to both take out our phones and we're going to go to our camera roll. This is actually how we did our last cruise. And Lex reminded me, I actually love how we're doing it. We take out our phones and we literally just scroll through our photos and our videos day by day, thing by thing. And we're going to talk about it, you know, a uh, little item by item. And at the end, we'll give our kind of overall... Uh, you know, was it worth it? You know, I, if you are following any conversations about this cruise, you know, you've heard a lot of the clunky things about it. Um, I will say it's probably the, maybe the worst reviewed Disney cruise ship or, and maybe even one of their worst reviewed new things. That goes Um, against what I just said like that. Like I kind of disagree with that because I feel like the first few sailings, all we heard was insane hype about it. And then it's only recently where people are kind of starting to like go, wait a second, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's kind of, I guess that's what I'm talking about. I guess that's coming from me because I just watched, um, bright suns TV, I think is the YouTube channel. They just posted their review of the ship. Um, and like, I mean, all the big, like Disney people were sharing it. Like, I mean, reporter type people. Yeah. And so it seems like, you know, and after we posted about it too, just a lot of DMs and stuff, a lot of people feeling the way we were feeling. Um, but I think it's important to contextualize 
my opinion anyway. I can't really say too much about Lex's. I have only been on a few cruises in my life. They have all been Disney cruises and they have all been on the Disney dream. So I really don't have a good point of reference of what like makes a really great cruise, to be honest. Obviously, I know the things that I know, like is the food good? Is the entertainment good? And that kind of stuff. But if your opinion on the cruise is way harsher than mine, um, I'm not necessarily padding my review or anything. I just love cruises. I'm happy to be on them and I don't have a, I'm not a cruise reviewer and I don't have like a very, I'm happy to be on vacation and a cruise with a few non-perfect details can't really ruin my experience because I'm just so happy to be there and be alive. So yeah, shall we? Yeah, let's go ahead and dive into day one. So um, this was starting off right off the bat. It was an interesting uh beginning for us because at the time, um, our past few, you know, Cody and I had done two cruises after the pandemic, after they opened everything back up and you had to test positive at the port. Um, and that was a very stressful experience. We all know the story where I went and I, I tested positive for COVID at the port. And that was just so traumatic. We don't have to get back into that. <laughs> um, but then they changed it like right maybe a few weeks before we got on this ship where you could test at home. Uh, it had to be with like a certified like place. You couldn't just get an at-home test um, where they could like send you your results. Um, and you test like at least two days, no more than two days before. And then you submit that and then they approve you that way. If you could still go to the port and test, but it was going to cost you like 80 bucks. So this was actually starting off in a much happier way than our last few cruises because there was no stress and anxiety because we knew we were getting on the boat um, or the ship. We knew that was going to happen. So right off the bat, that was great. And now if you didn't know, Disney has now just announced that you don't have to test at all if you are fully vaccinated. That's correct, right? Um, yes. If you're fully vaccinated, I believe you just sail away. Which is crazy. Like how last a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. Um, again, I didn't mind the new update where you could at least a few days before, but, um, yeah, if you're fully vaccinated now, you do not have to test. Um, so there is that. So we get through all of that. Everything's all great. Everything's all dandy. Um, one thing to know is we, this was the earliest Cody's ever been on the boat before, um, the ship, because normally we get, get like the latest, latest, boarding time and this was one of the earliest times which is really exciting and I would say if you're going on the Disney Wish it's actually a really big deal if you get on the ship as early as possible because the very first thing we did when we walked onto that ship the very first thing was we split up because I had to go over to one of the lounges to get in line to put my name for um, the hyperspace lounge and Cody had to we really wanted to get the spa and there's only so many spa passes so Cody had to go do that well it also wasn't just that I mean I we got real busy we also had the later dining shift and we wanted the earlier one So while Lex ran and got hyperspace, I had to go to two separate lounges, one to move our dining thing, and then two to get us the rainforest room reservations. So, and we said that first hour on the boat really determined the entire, like how enjoyable the rest of the cruise was because we got our hyperspace, we got the spot and we didn't have to eat dinner at eight o'clock, which is just functionally not possible for the two of us because it's too late for us. Yep. 
So the way it works, if you want to know, because this is a lot of DMs we got when we posted about Hyperspace Lounge, um, was how do you get the reservation? Can you book it beforehand? Do you go to guest relations when you're on the boat? And you are going to, at the t- I don't, it was uh, at the time, again, I don't know if they change up the spot of the lounge every single trip. So I don't want to say that a guarantee this is where you're going to go. I would just ask whichever cast member you see and say, hey, where do I go for hyperspace lounge reservations? But for us, it was at Trident Lounge. Um, and so I immediately went there. When I got there, there was honestly only about 20 to 30 people in front of me in line. By the end of like my time sitting there, there was hundreds of people in line. So it is important that when you get on as early as you can and go straight there. Um, again, I think there's a lot of reservations available, so you'll be fine, but you're just going to spend a lot of time in line. Um, so to avoid that. So you go in, you sit down, you pick, they, they pick, you pick which day, what time they check if there's availability and then bam, you're done. Now you're good for hyperspace. Um, the thing with the spa was normally there's no limit on how many, at least in the past, there hasn't been any limit on how many days, day passes or three day passes you can get. Yeah. You just come and go. Everyone comes and goes. Yeah. And for this one, there is a very set limited amount of the passes you can get. And you couldn't just get the one day pass. You had to get it for the whole duration of the cruise. That's a huge thing that's different on this boat. So like on the dream previously, obviously before the, in the pandemic, the way the rainforest room works changed. You had to rent it out for a four hour block for like some insane amount of money and for like a party of 10. Before that, it was just single day passes. And then the more day passes you bought, the better discount you got. On the Wish, it is a full cruise pass and it was not cheap, if I remember correctly. Definitely not. And we will get to the spa and on our all of our thoughts and reviews on the spa, we'll get there whenever the day comes in this little order of itinerary we're doing. Um, but yeah, so if that's our first tip, don't worry about the pictures. Don't worry about taking in the boat. Go go, go get all your stuff situated. And then after that, we met back up back in the lobby. And then that's when we got to, okay, let's take in the lobby. Let's take in everything that we're seeing. Um, and I will say, I think this lobby area, the atrium area is by far out of all of their cruise ships, the most beautiful one they have, in my opinion. I've been on every single um, cruise ship of Disney, except the Wonder, I believe is the only one I haven't done. Um, and I think this, it was absolutely gorgeous. It took my breath away. Um, I, I loved it. Uh, very small, like all the Disney cruise ships one are, um, but beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So after that, um, we went and got some lunch because we wanted to get some food. Um, and we, you know, we took our pictures, we took all of our stuff. We had to, you know, get, um, we had to get our, uh, our bags figured out, make sure they got to the room. Okay. We had to do some reels for Instagram and TikTok, cover the room, all that good stuff, all that stuff that you guys probably don't really care about. Um, but I did want to talk about Marceline Market um, because this was for me, like right off the bat, like really made me very excited for what was coming. Um, if, if you don't know, uh, there's, you know, usually three main dining restaurants and there's a ton of little tiny quick service spots everywhere. But then there's like one big like cafeteria buffet type of area where they serve breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, if you don't want to go to the main dining and normally, uh, these are very like, um, 
they feel like yeah, a cafeteria, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really is like, a, you know, it's left and right side of the ship. It's a full walk through. Like if you walk from one side all the way around, you end up repeating the buffet. It's like Hollywood and Vine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think on previous boats, it's also really had, I think cafeteria is a good word because it's always had like a cafeteria vibe. Yeah. Um, but what makes Marceline Market so, so, so special is that it is like a beautiful mid-century modern, it's not mid-century modern. No, it's, well, like it's, a, like, it's like mid-century farmhouse. with farmhouse and like... It, it's really elegant. Oh my God. It's like, imagine a be- like not like kitschy marketplace, but everything's like- marble and <sighs> white marble and gold and black. And the, no, like the, the dark woods. Remember all the, all the, the dark, dark woods. Wood. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I mean, it was, we walked in and I could not believe this was our like buffet area. I was, I, I could have spent every single meal in that area. My, and mind you, the food was the best food I've had on any cruise ship that was like a, the buffet area. Cause every cruise ship has it, has the big buffet area. Um, and it was, the food was outstanding. It was so good. And they also loved, um, cause normally on these, on these, in this cafeteria area, that's what I'm calling it. They have like a little tiny bar in the back of the boat. This was different. This one has a bar right when you walk in and it has its own designated like little lounge area, which was so cute. Like we would bring our food into that bar area. I section. could have hung out in that lounge forever. And then during the day they have like, it's opened up for coffee too. So it was just, again, I could go talk about it forever. It was absolutely gorgeous. And it literally made me so excited for what was to come because I felt like this is normally just the most like, okay, it's fine food. I'll get like, you know, my chicken tenders and a burger and whatever I get. But this was like, uh, oh my God, it was so good. And the vibe was beautiful. And there's, it's huge. There's so many different, each section is like kind of, styled a little differently and just I we just kept bouncing around to different sections because I just wanted to experience and see all the different sections it was gorgeous it felt like you were in a beautiful restaurant not like in this like buffet cruise ship thing yeah and so like all the different areas so you're in a marketplace so one area is the flower shop one area is the craft shop so depending on where you are the decor changes the style doesn't change but like what's actually populating it does Um, and I really I'm just watching my video as we talk about it, I have so many videos of Marceline mm-hmm. Market of everything. Like I have full walkthroughs of this place. If you aren't going to go watch a walkthrough right now alongside listening to this podcast, I really am going to work on getting this vlog up. Um, and then, yeah, I also just want to like, as like a big food guy, um, the buffet line was crazy. I'm looking at it. The first section, there's multiple sections as it moves down. There's like an American classic where there was like steak, chicken, rice, pot roast carving station, a little charcuterie area with vegetables, uh, and then bread. And then the next area we loved, it was all Asian and Indian food. So I remember we got chicken tikka masala on our first day. And I they had, had that every day. <laughs> yeah, they had tikka masala every day, actually. Yeah. <sighs> and even at breakfast, this this Indian Asian area stays Indian and Asian. Um, even the breakfast, they were serving like all sorts of like ginger chicken soup for breakfast. Really good stuff. Mongolian stir fries. I'm seeing in my videos, they had kimchi, they had chili oil. Like honestly, like it was as close to probably decent cruise as you could get for international style food on the first day. We also got to have katsu cabbage, 
all that good stuff. The next session was the kids section, which you could imagine was like mac and cheese, nuggets, pizza. There's the fruits and vegetables area. Uh, of course, all the way in the back of the ship, there's the crab legs and the lobster and all the like super fancy stuff that everyone goes on cruises for. And then there's the dessert bar as well. It was the spread of a lifetime. We were, I was just in heaven every day. And Lunch again, was the best. I think it's mostly because the past cruise ships have not been that way. So again, like I'm sure if you were to take that food and put it anywhere else, it'd be good food and we wouldn't be raving about it this way. It was just, that's not normally what you get. So it was just, it was great. We loved it and we can move on. We've been talking about Marceline Market for a long time, but I just have to stress how amazing that area was. Um, okay, the welcome show. Yeah. Again, lot to talk about. If you haven't seen it and you are planning on going on the wish, do not watch it on YouTube. I beg you, do not watch it. Just wait to experience that for the first time. I don't know what happened and what took over me. And I, I think actually I kind of do know what happened because I feel like there's, I've been struggling pretty hard with the Disney parks here recently, um, especially with the 50th um, being here for so long. And they really did not really do that much for us for the 50th. So nothing really new is coming out because they have to stay in theme with the 50th. And then also just me getting used to the new changes, like no fast passes. Like I'm still like really getting used to all of that. The park capacity has been insane where you literally can't write anything. So I've just had, I've been having a hard time, like really trying to figure out the parks recently. And I think seeing this stage show the music the song itself i i have played a million times because i absolutely love it it's it's so disney it's just the whole thing was just like reminding me of why i love disney the performers on stage gave it not just their all but their everything times 10 like they were just Amazing. I don't know everything, the characters, the performers, the music, the whole thing, it brought me to tears. Like I look over at Cody and I was like, I'm actually crying like real tears on my face as I watch this stage show. It was amazing. Do not miss it. Do not miss it. Do not miss it. Yeah. I also would recommend getting a, if you could, and you have the time, I would get an awesome spot. Like I would get as close to the front as possible because there's so many princesses at this thing. Like the, you know, again, what Lex said, the music sounds like magic kingdoms best new daytime show. Like the song was so fun. It was just a blast. I wish that we had gotten there a little bit earlier and gotten much closer and could have definitely like gotten more in on the action. But yeah. But even standing so far in the back, that's how magical it was. It was I was crying even from the very, very back. It was so good. Again, I don't want to give too much away because I feel like you really should go just if you, if you are going, just go see it in person. Don't watch anything, please. Um, but it's amazing. One one of my favorite moments of the entire cruise, if I'm being totally honest. I loved it. I mm. loved it. I loved it. After that, we went back to the room. We did our little, uh, we settled in, got our bags. Uh, there's three different princesses that the rooms are themed to. Um, off the top of my head, I obviously know that we were in a uh, Tiana one. No, Was we were in Sleeping Beauty. We were in Sleeping Beauty, and then I know Snow White was another set, and then Cinderella maybe was the other batch of rooms. I'm not sure. I don't really remember me finding out what the other rooms were. Pretty minor detail because it only applies to you if you're in the room. Yeah. So I just don't want to say for sure what they were. 
Um, but the rooms were very beautiful. Um, I will say it didn't stand out as like they did anything crazy compared to the other b- ships I've been on. Nah. Um, very beautiful. It's very Disney, like standard, clean and beautiful. And um, it was great. A beautiful room, but nothing that I could point out that was like, oh, this is fantastic. Right? Yeah, honestly. Just a great room. Mm-hmm. Cool. After the room, we went on our first walking tour to really start understanding the layout of the ship and all of the amenities that we were going to be utilizing, what order we wanted to put them in, and how we wanted to experience the ship. So on our walk, the first thing we did was go straight out of our room, down the elevator, to the World of Marvel restaurant. Just to check it out, we walked by it. It got us so excited. Well, just kind of I looking didn't down. go, I didn't look. I was like, don't show me anything. I like turned my back. I refused to look, but Cody did. It got me very excited. Um, <laughs> we just looked, we looked at the art out front, like we both did that together Mm. um, but we didn't go down the hallway we walked around on the fourth floor I believe it was the fourth floor which is where we saw Hook's Barbary which is where they have an actual like really nice barber shop on the ship opposite where they have the Rapunzel hair salon. And it's also a bar too, right? They serve like really cool, like they serve alcohol manly in the cocktails yeah, in there. It's all like whiskey drinks, <laughs> like old fashions, whatever. So you're supposed to like drink and get, I don't know, like a manly haircut or whatever they're trying to pedal. Yeah. Um, so uh, since you mentioned the Punzi, uh, like hair salon that I would, I would spend so much money for just a fine pedicure just to sit in that salon because it was gorgeous. If you have young girls, young daughters, definitely take her in there. It was absolutely beautiful. When next time, if I ever go, I will probably get like a pedicure um, while I'm on board because it was just beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous salon. And it's Punzi themed. I mean, oh gosh, her, I don't even want to say it, but her hair was like all, oh my God, oh my God. Anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, so we did a lot of exploring because we we don't know this ship at all and we really want to know where everything's at where we're going what's the plan and honestly I would say it wasn't until like the third day where we thought we had a good understanding of where everything was first two days we were like we it wasn't no like the idea. dream where we walked on and so this is like I will say now it's maybe a good time to bring it up like one of the big criticisms of the ship and one of the ones that I definitely felt the ship is not laid out very intuitively so like it took us longer to figure out where everything was because it doesn't feel like anything is where it's supposed to be a lot of the adult stuff on the dream actually all of it is on one side of the ship all of it. on this boat everything is everywhere there are adult places in the middle of the lobby where the bars are on the other side of the ship but then the adult pool is on the opposite side of the ship from that um so it definitely took us a little while to understand where everything was from any point on the ship yeah and i will say like and and with with that keep in mind so when the adult stuff is all on one side of the ship like the dream the fantasy and the other ships during the day kids are allowed to be in those areas but then it gets to a certain point at night where now it is strictly from this time to this time no kids are allowed no children and that was always great to know I could come into this area and I can um, you know be in a place where there's 18 and older and I can have a few drinks and that, that felt nice on this ship because the bars are all spread out they're literally spread out all over the ship and again they're out in the open and there's only one 
spot where I knew it was no kids could be in there um, besides the spa. Um, the only only place I knew was when it, they had this, they have like a big like game show area, which again is also right out in the open on the dream. It's in the furthest part back of the adult area. Like if anything like raunchy is being said because they do play some like you know games where like a raunchy thing could be said no kids are hearing it this is again out in the open walls down open you can hear everything being said but they did I remember they saw some kids walk in and they did say oh so sorry this is 18 and older right now so it's like they removed them from the seats but it is a walls down situation you can hear and see everything you could stand at the top and watch it from the top if you wanted to and that was the only place I saw that was 100% no kids allowed during this time. Other than that, every bar we went to, our last night we were at a bar drinking pretty late at night and there was a kid on the dance floor while we were drinking the bike, which again, it was fine, didn't bother me, but like I did miss that about the dream and the fantasy and the other ships of just a guaranteed spot I could go without kids. Right when nighttime started, like I wasn't, you didn't think about it. It was like, okay, it's adult time. Yep. Oh yeah. And this one, like it was very hard to find spots where I could just sit here without children. So it, it is a very confusing ship because again, it is spread out everywhere. Like it, you, there is no rhyme or reason or flow to anything going on <laughs> as far as location. <laughs> So from there, our walking tour continued. We saw some of the shops. We like kind of window shopped because nothing was open yet. Um, people were touring the salons. We spent a lot of time, and I really do recommend this, just looking at all of the crazy art on this ship. It's everywhere. There's mo- there's massive mosaics all over. There's a Pinocchio mosaic. There's a beautiful Cinderella mosaic, A Dream is What Your Heart Makes. And then even the carpets all have such insane details in them. We just walked and looked at everything. And this is something that all Disney cruise ships are really good at. Every single ship I've been on, they always have beautiful artwork all over the place. So like whether it's this ship or any other ship that you go on for Disney, definitely take the time to just look at the artwork because there are some really, really cool ones. The difference between this ship and the other ships is that it was a lot of newer movies. Like they had a whole Encanto, like beautiful masterpiece. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of the newer movies that were out. Um, But even if you're going on any other older ship, definitely take the time to look at the art. It's beautiful. Uh, The next thing that happened is exclusive to our trip. You would not be lucky enough to get this if you went yourself. It was about a 30-minute segment where my protein powder exploded in my luggage all over all of my belongings, and our housekeeper had to help us vacuum it out and wipe down all of my stuff. I actually forgot that even happened. We did move through that very gracefully. It happened, we cleaned it, we moved on, and we never thought about it again. Even though there was chocolate protein powder, I'm watching my video, all over my very expensive robe. It got in all eight of my daily books, on my hats, in my sneakers, in my Crocs. I mean, I'm watching this video. There is chocolate powder all over the place. And then it just smelled like chocolate powder for the next four days. Yeah, we did have a chocolate scented room. (laughs) Um, okay, so let's go ahead and move on to dinner um, because I do want to talk about this and we have a, still a lot of ground to cover. So let's go ahead and get into dinner. So the first night, again, if you're very new to cruises, there's usually three di- 
there's three restaurants and you're going to rotate every single night. Um, if you're on a seven day cruise, you're going to do some re- like, you know, repeats of a certain restaurant or two. Um, but for us, uh, we were going to have two repeats because we had four nights and only three main dining restaurants. Um, I will go ahead and say before we get into any of the restaurants, any of the food, we did not do any of the, um, finer dining, um, signature, signature, uh, uh, restaurants. Um, they do have Palo too, and they do have the Lumieres. We didn't do those. Um, we were too excited about trying just the basic standard ones that they offer. Um, if we ever go on the Wish again, we'll definitely be trying those. We really didn't want to miss out on experiencing the ones that we were uh, already getting. So first restaurant is 1923. That's for us. Again, it'll be different for you every time. We got 1923, and there's two sides to this restaurant. There's a Walt side, and there's a Roy side. I was really hoping for the Walt side. Even though you could walk over to the Roy side um, or walk to the Walt side if you sat in the Roy side, um, but I really wanted the Walt. And both are themed to those people, obviously. Um, The restaurant definitely had a lot of the Disney history and Disney vintage things inside, but it was not kitschy at all. It was an absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous restaurant. And with if I, there were no windows for me to see the ocean, I would not know I was in a cruise ship restaurant. It was it was seated like a real, it was placed like a real restaurant. Like usually they have very specific seating that makes it feel like a cruise. This felt like a real, real restaurant. Yeah, it definitely did. So I thought you're right. It was so beautiful. Like all of the paraphernalia around, it's all stuff from like old classic Disney movies up until now it's animation cells it's like physical pieces of um, like inspiration they pulled so we got to see like really cool original Peter Pan animations all the different versions of like what Tinkerbell looked like before she looked like Tinkerbell Um, in this really awesome the restaurant is a tribute to like classic Hollywood it's Mm -hmm. like what Hollywood studios used to be and if they had put in like a restaurant that was a really elegant, you yeah. know, themed supposed to be here. It was beautiful. We absolutely loved it. But I want to highly, highly, highly say this. For me, it was the best meal I had the entire week. It was the best food on the cruise for sure. Yes. My favorite dish came from another restaurant I'll tell you about, but all around this was the best menu with the best food and the best execution. If I re- I I really wish we would have had two nights in this one. Um, we got two nights in um, the Marvel one, but I really, really wish we would have gotten two nights in this one because that food was so unbelievably good. Uh, do not skip 1923. Whatever you do, do not skip. Not go to that restaurant. Fantastic menu. Fantastic views. Like it's just a beautiful, beautiful restaurant. 10 out of 10. Can't say nothing bad about it. That's that. I agree. Um, our favorite dish of the trip was the Tortiglione pasta. It was a Prosecco cream. It was like a penne with, uh, you know, a Prosecco cream Wild honey, parsnip, puree. Oh, I'm reading the wrong thing. Pancetta, shallots, cremony mushrooms, and lemon thyme. It was so good. I got the roasted green circle chicken. It was like a chicken roulade. And then I think we also got the filet because I was so excited to try all of it. And I thought, wow, the chicken, the steak, these are going to be the best ones. 
and Lex absolutely had the best dish of the trip. It was unreal. We, when we go, we'll get, sometimes we get more than one entree. We'll get definitely more than one dessert. Um, and by far just in really, really just un, couldn't, couldn't beat it. Uh, 1923. Do not skip. I cannot stress enough. Do not skip it. Okay. So moving on from that, um, we did do a little bit more exploring. Um, we did check out the, the Tiana themed bar, which we'll get to another time, another point of this podcast. Cause we did actually go sit and enjoy it a different night, actually a few nights. Um, but we got to see it and, uh, right next to the Tiana inspired bar, which again is right out in the open for any children to be walking or through and walking around is um, Hyperspace Lounge. And we did book Hyperspace Lounge a reservation for that night. So let me just go ahead and start by saying that this was probably the thing I was most excited for. Um, maybe because after all the Galactic Star Cruiser stuff came out, um, I obviously do not have $5,000 lying around to go on the Galactic Star Cruiser. So in my head, I was like, oh, maybe one day I'll get to do that, but who knows? So for me to have the Hyperspace Lounge, we kind of announced and happened so close to that, it kind of just made me excited, a little bit more excited than I normally would. I do love Star Wars. I absolutely love it, but am I like the biggest Star Wars fan known to man? Absolutely not. Um, but we, we were very excited about this bar. Okay, so let me... Maybe I just want to stress that because maybe my expectations were too high. Maybe that's what happened here. Um, so it's right next door to the Tiana bar. We go in. I am like eyes wide open. So big. So excited to take it in. The door uh, is incredible. Mind the door you. was very cool. The door cool. and the entry hallway are stunning. Yeah. And it does the whole like swoosh sound that like, you know, <laughs> it, 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 very cool. Okay, I'm going to put this out and we're going to move through this quickly because again, we still have a lot to cover. Okay, Hyperspace Lounge is by far the most overrated thing on the wish, hands down. You cannot convince me otherwise. I don't care how much you love Star Wars. I don't care about any of that. I don't even care if the drinks are fantastic and the best thing on the cruise ship. Which they weren't. They, they, well, mine was very strong. My one drink was fantastic because I it got it. It doesn't make it good. It's not it, a good cocktail. It was very delicious and I got really tipsy from one drink and that means I got to spend no money the rest of the night. So that was a great drink for me. But you walk in... <laughs> And here is what you see. You see, go watch it if you haven't. Like, there's no spoilers here. Like, like there's no reason to like, I usually just say like, don't watch it. Wait till you get there. You can watch it beforehand. You're not going to get anything spoiled. You walk in and obviously you see the huge hyperspace LED screen, which is behind the bar. Very cool. I will give them that. That is so freaking cool. Absolutely amazing. 10 out of 10. Loved it. But there's a few tables, a few seats, and then the walls are just plastered white with like, I'm not lying. I counted three, three pieces of very small, weird, random artwork. It looks like they picked up from like a vintage store and they found this Star Wars thing and they're like, that'll work. And they put it on the walls and there's like four walls in there and there's three tiny little pieces of like artwork or like a knickknack. And then you guys remember back in the like 90s at McDonald's, back when Ronald McDonald was a big deal, those big colored tubes with water and they'd do the bubbles. Mm -hmm. Okay. They had three of those in a corner and that was it. That my, was it. My analogy was it looked like a third grade science classroom that was very sterile. 
mostly all yes. white walls. There's basically, it's a, just basically a white room with very little effort put into anything going on in there. And I think it's really hard when you're contrasting it against Ogas, which is like, you know, you know, it's funny. Like I think about it in this way, which is like maybe just a show of who we are. When I walked into Ogas, I was like, I could make 10 t-shirt ideas right now. This place is so like rich in theming and there's so many visual elements to appreciate. We walked in this place and when I thought like, oh, we'll probably definitely be able to do a hyperspace lounge shirt. We walked in and it is so plain and boring. There's nothing I could possibly do. I was just like, oh, okay. Literally white room. You know, again, the bartenders were the coolest guys. Like they were just we the best. We had the best bartender of all time. The screen, super cool. The rest of it is a plain white room with nothing on the walls. And the only reason we stayed as long as we did is because we we did get bar seating. Again, you don't get to pick where you sit. They will bring you to your table. And so we were right in front of the screen. So I did, that was pretty cool to like be right in front of it, having my drink. Um, Again, the drinks are very fun, like themed, uniquely named for Star Wars. That was cool. My drink I thought was actually a fantastic drink. I loved it. Um, But you could not catch me waiting in that line again at the beginning of the cruise ship to go and get a reservation for hyperspace lounge. We'll not do it ever again. Yeah. It's very interesting to think like, you know, when we start talking about the next cruise or what we're going to do and it's like, you know, we know we're going to, we've learned all these things and we can't wait to do almost everything again. And then you get relieved when it's like, okay, well here are the things we don't need to do. And I'm just shocked that it ended up being hyperspace lounge is the thing yeah. that we were literally, I'll, I'll never waste the 45 minutes in there yep. because Tiana's Bayou bar and the Nightingale were both so lovely. And I would just rather be in there listening to a pianist playing some, some Disney covers than sitting in the hyperspace lounge and pretending that it's worth being in. And I think that's my frustration too with like, again, like even just the internet these days is like the first few sailings, all I could hear about was how great hyperspace lounge was. No one was telling me this thing is so boring. Well, important to say it's like the first few (laughs) media sailings, Yeah, the regular sailings before us, like the DVC ones, that's where people started being like, what is this? But if you like all the media people Mm. were the ones that were like, yeah. Yeah. I guess after the media, the cast members, 33 DVC was not the cast members. I heard I I got from them a lot of people. Like I, like we know somebody who went on and like loved hyperspace and that was like, but anyway, I just, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think there was a mixture of the internet telling me this is the best thing ever. And then me just overthinking it. Let's move on. All that to say, Disney could have done, I, I, and I don't like to nitpick Disney, but this was something I was very shocked they even let us come into a very half-finished bar. I mm-hmm. was very, very surprised that they allowed us to experience it that way. Um, so moving on, will we be going back? Absolutely not. Let us know your thoughts. Would love to know. Yeah, honestly, if you've been, would love to hear what you think. Yep. Um, so after that, I'm pretty sure we went to bed, right? Like that was the end of our first day. I think we were... Yeah, we that went directly from hyperspace, it looks like. We walked into the lobby and watched the goodnight kiss, which was really pretty and fun and nice. Also would like to say the internet ruined that for me too because they told me it was the best thing that Disney has ever done recently and it was very cute, but that was a that was that was something. That was it was so cute. Definitely see it. Um if you don't see it, is your cruise ruined? No. But 
It was very cute. Yeah, I mean, definitely look up, look up at the ceiling at night. <laughs> and that's, yeah, it was yeah. cute. It was cute. And that was it. And then that was a wrap on our first day. Yes. You know, and the first day is always busy. Like, you know, we didn't get on the boat till 1 or 1230, whatever it was. Um, you know, and then we had the debacle with my luggage. Yeah. You eat lunch because you're starving because you've been waiting in the terminal all morning. Yeah. And I guess that would, yeah. And we'll go through day two now, but I wonder, should this be a part one, part two kind of podcast? Let's I'm do, glad you said that because let's it, do two it days. physically has to be because we are going to run the clock on this really bad. Okay, and I don't so want to shortchange anything. the other days. Let's do this. We'll finish off day two now. We'll get you guys through day two and then we'll cut it there and then we'll do part two of day three and four. Soon. Eventually. Yeah. I think <laughs> next week our podcast is cooked in, but the one after I think we can change. Cool. Okay. So day two, um, it looks like I woke up smiling. I was very happy to be awake, it looks like. It looks like we went and we worked out. We went to the gym. Okay, cool. I would love to talk about this. Let's talk about the gym. Um, on the dream, the gym is inside the spa. You'd have to walk through the spa lobby to get there. What was cool about this one is Senses is split into the fitness side and into the restoration side. So the fitness side is maybe the most comprehensive gym of like any Disney gym I've ever been to. Um, they had a really awesome selection of machines, tons of weights, elliptical, cardio, all that. And we're not like work out on the first day and then like then we're done people. We work out every day of the cruise. Mm -hmm. um, so for us, that was like really, really great. There's a back room where they do- um, The cycle classes the cycle, too. Yeah, like a whole hosted cycle classes. Then there's another room where they have like trainer balls and stuff for like stretching and more like calisthenic type things. Loved the gym and loved that it was on its own side of the boat. Yes, I will say this. Yep. While the gym was the best gym I have seen on a Disney cruise ship. In terms of gear. In gear and just like what they had to offer. The my only beef with it is that the other cruise ships, you the gym is... Um, a little higher. We were pretty down low on this gym and they have these big floor to ceiling windows so you can overlook the ocean You're, and right. there's no deck outside of you. You are up high enough to where there's no deck and like you are just looking at ocean from floor to ceiling. This one, you are so low and they give you one side views. of the gym, these little tiny circle holes that you can see the water and then it overlooks the dock. They're like the, the, the whatever. There's no, like you can see ocean, but all you're seeing is people walking by, looking and staring into you as you're working out. Um, I was really bummed about that because I loved, loved, loved that about being on the treadmill, being, doing whatever I need to do and just looking out and seeing nothing but ocean. I was pretty, pretty bummed about that change. I don't know why they changed. Again, just a weird layout. Um, but yeah, they have these little like holes. Giant portholes that look right out at the fourth deck of just like, and the, you know, the deck is like probably 10 feet, 12, yeah. 15 feet wide. And, and just yeah, people walking by. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so I will say that. But as far as if you don't care about that, what they have to offer, best gym ever. Um, 
So after we won't get into the spa just yet because I do want to go into one of the things before we get to the spa because after this, um, we had more exploring to do because there was still a lot of the outdoor areas of the ship mm-hmm. that we did not get to see. So for example, all the main pool areas, but especially the adult pool area, um, the adult only coffee shop area, Cove. yeah, Cove Bar. There was still a few things we really needed to figure out. Um, every Disney cruise ship has the bar currents on there, um, so we wanted to go check out that see where that location was okay let's go ahead and again i'll be quick with this because again i have another issue a few issues here um but then can compare that to an actually fantastic thing that they, that the wish has so i will start off with the good thing the good thing is the wish main pool area the main hub where all where the big tv is all the main pools is by far the best pool area I have seen on any Disney cruise ship or a matter of fact, almost any other cruise ship I've been on. And I've been on a lot of cruise ships. I've done Royal Caribbean, I've done Norwegian, I've done Carnival, and I've done Disney. And I think this the pool setup that they had on this boat for the main area is the best, hands down. There are 10 different pools that you can go into, not as the adult, but like as the main thing. So they have the main big pool at the bottom and then they have these smaller pools and they name them for like Disney characters so like the Chip and Dale pool the Daisy and Donald pool the mini pool the Mickey pool whatever the goofy pool the Pluto pool and they were all had some of them were just like up to your waist deep some were a lot further deep some were just like to your knees um, some had places where you could sit back and put your back against something it, whatever type of pool you were hoping to have you could get it on this boat because there are so many different kinds and I absolutely loved the main pool area yeah, on the dream, I love watching the movies, but we never get in the kids' pools because there's just like the two. And they're packed. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, this is not our thing. It no. feels like there's 15 waiting lounges like that are pools on this ship. And that was like really nice. And none of have. them were packed. At no point did I look at any of the pools and go like, oh God, there's so many people in there. It, there was room everywhere. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely we were on a busy cruise it. too. I'm sure our boat was as close yeah. to full as it could be. Yeah, so... Definitely be sure to like find all the pools because that was an absolutely fantastic, well done wish. Like blew my mind. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. So we see that. We experience that. Okay, now let's move on to the adult only area. We're going to have some issues here, you guys. The adult only area is probably the worst adult only area I have ever seen on any cruise ship. <laughs> I'll start off okay. by saying you walk in, you go up the stairs, it says, you know, adults only, whatever. Well, no, first off, remember, approach, it took us like 20 minutes to find the sign. It did take Because us there a were so many kids the back there, and we're like, is there no sign? And then we found it, and it's super small. <laughs> so the first thing you walk past is, you know, you're like on the side of the boat, and there's a hot tub. This is the only hot tub. The, um, the, on the whole boat, there's one hot tub. <laughs> I can't remember if it's the only one on the whole boat. No, it is. There is There's no other hot tub. There's one hot tub and it's in the adult only area, which is why there are so many kids running back there because it was the only hot tub on the boat. So stressful. <laughs> um, the problem with the hot tub is, again, not to like be a complainer, it sits right under the Aquamouse tube. And I don't know if this wasn't tested or what, 
but it's a part of the Aquamouse tube where an audio bit is happening for the show because the Aquamouse is an attraction. So Minnie Mouse is running the same two sentence loop every 60 seconds that you're sitting in the hot tub or any of the lounge areas around this. And it was the weirdest thing of all time, like that that wasn't thought about. That like you're listening to like, you're in the hot tub and it is just like right in the middle of this like weird noise thing. Literally right underneath the slide. It is very strange. And again, on the dream and on the fantasy, you have two main hot tubs in the main pool area. And then you have two hot tubs in the adult only area. And these hot tubs were up against the, again, these glass walls. So you were like literally, and even I think the bottom was see-through glass too and these hot tubs, right? You could see down, yeah. Yeah, so like it was, you were just up against the ocean. It was just so, like, I think we got in the hot tub once and that was it because again, you're hidden behind underneath this slide and so even your view is like just people laying out in their chairs where in the view in the hot tubs of four, you got to have the ocean. So, and I will say this, when you are walking up the steps to get to the adult only area to your left is a bunch of lounge chairs, you know, some very adult looking chairs and stuff like lounge area, the big, the big like, you know, yeah, couch, love whatever. But then to your right is the, is the, is the aqua mouse. So it is loud. It is busy. There is tons of kids and a massive line and it is just crazy over there. I don't know if this will make sense speaking it out loud, but if you were to look at a photo of this hot tub, um, you know, it's a circular hot tub and the front of it is looking out at the ocean. The back of it is against the wall and that wall is literally a six inch divider wall that's separating you and the Aquamouse tube. Do you see it? Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it's like, it just even looking at it, it's just not, I, I filmed this whole clip to show like, uh, why is this hot tub literally under and next to this tube that's making Minnie Mouse noises? Yeah, very, very strange. Um, so I do want to go quickly back into the adult area because I do want to mention my beefs here, why we went to the adult only area one single time as far as far as the the pool area and also didn't enjoy it yeah we went once and then we did not go back so you go up the stairs to the right's the aqua mouse to the left is all those lounge chairs big long hallway you know path on the deck of the lounge chairs okay you have plenty of seating we're all good here then you go to the back and there is one adult pool on the dream there's two there's one adult pool that is very small, very, very small. I do love that it's on the very, very back of the ship. I do love this. It overlooks the ocean and it's, that is very cool. That was a fantastic, I absolutely loved it. The problem is it is packed because it is the only adult pool there. So it is packed with people. It was not like a beautiful experience because you're just so many people around and you're waiting for your chance to get in. Then they have like these like waterfall like seats where it's like the water's coming down the backs, whatever. And you can like sit along this like seat wall. We didn't use it mm. at all. There's, There's that. two of those and we didn't even consider it. Yeah. Didn't consider it. We just went into the pool for a little bit. I'm looking at it right now. And then after that, like then right behind that is the bar. It's the Cove bar, not Cove cafe, Cove bar. 
and there's a it is again a few seating there then you can walk upstairs and there's more adult only seating up there but again there were kids everywhere it was not controlled as the other one was that like there's no kids allowed in this area there were kids everywhere um but then if you go around the corner then there's the cove cafe i will say the cove cafe was absolutely beautiful it's moana themed it's not themed like the other one it was really really beautiful and i did see some people have the beef with it because they changed it from like Walt's family and Walt's traveling, um, which I did love that. I actually felt the vibe and the brightness and the uh, drink offerings at the Cove Bar was... um not the drink offerings, sorry, the vibe overall was really great, but the drink offerings, they didn't have any special treat drinks. We're at the Cove Bar, Cove Cafe in the Dream. They had some really cool special ones you can get there. This one did not, but I actually really enjoyed that. I thought they, I thought it was a beautiful, beautiful coffee shop. Um, but just to the, all that to say, we went once, we never went back again. One That's- hot tub, one pool. I'd rather be in the main area where there's 10 other pools and it's more spread out. That's that on the adult pool area. Which is bizarre for us because on our last dream cruise, we did, not we did pool and hot tub all day. That was all we did. Besides bingo, if it was between the hours of like 9 a.m. and 3 p.m., we were just at the pool and the hot tub. We did not go one time into the main pool area on the dream. Like not one time. We were in the adult pool area because they have like the one little pool that's down by the Cove Cafe. Mm-hmm. And then you go up to the back side of the boat and there's another huge, huge adult area only um, pool area so let us know if you've been on it we'd love to hear your guys' thoughts i was very extremely disappointed with it and would rather be on the dream adult pool area any other day yeah so after that we continued our walking tour we looked at the kids play zone we looked at the slides as we were walking around we stumbled into arendale we didn't go in we just looked at the hallway and that led us to our big adventure of the day our first experience in senses spa yeah Um, I will say this. If you take that spa and you put it into, let's say, the Grand Floridian Resort, that spa is the coolest spa ever. I love it. I thought you put it in any other hotel and other resort that is on land and you're like, this is great. This is worth it. I absolutely loved it. There are two hot tubs in there beautiful mm-hmm. lounge seatings and areas. And then again, you have the rainforest room. I love, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. We have one beef with it and Cody will explain why, which comparing it to the dream. I, uh, and yeah, you'll see. Yeah. So to me, honestly, it's a lot like the Orlando four season spa. Um, you know, they have inside, you know, it feels really rainforesty. It's really beautiful. Like, like said, they have a cool room like a cool down room. It's like a refrigerated room. They have a steam room, a traditional hot sauna, and then the experience showers, which I actually don't like this are randomly throughout this relaxation hub, like right in the middle. Very small hub. It's not big. There's like a couple of the infinity chairs, you know, maybe 10 or 12 of those. Mm -hmm. And then, so you're like walking around this room, like taking showers and the, and they're not fully covered. Like the other ones on the dream, you kind of walk into the shower and like bend around a little corner. So like you, like people wouldn't necessarily be staring directly at you straight on if you were in it. And these ones you did. And it's just kind of awkward and it's loud because the water's pouring down and people are trying to like sleep or read the whole layout of this room kind of baffled me it 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 was housing so much 
Anyway, you can pass through this room to go outside to the outdoor part of the spa, which is really the big sell. It is a massive outdoor lounge area. Um, it has a ton of hanging beds, like lay down beds mm -hmm. that suspend and sway with the wind. It's got the two hot tubs. There's more relaxation chairs in the middle. Some of them are covered. Some of them are for sunbathing. Um, honestly, to me, this felt like the real adult lounge if it yeah. had a pool. Um, and at the end of the cruise, we really were like, you know, if we were on this boat again, we would probably have to do the spa again because this is really the only adult only pool. Yeah. You know, that feels like, okay, this is actually relaxing. The adult section on the wish, like we said, it is not relaxing. The pools are so small. Like I hate to sound like this. I am like an extremely social person all the time. But when we go on vacation, I really like not being social. I like, you know, like when Lex and I go on a cruise, like if she was the only person I spoke to for the four days, that would have been a pretty successful cruise. Like I don't have to mingle with people. I'm not looking to meet new people. And like in the pool on this one, it was it was impossible for us to sit and have a conversation by ourselves because it was just like, it was so tight everybody feels like you have to mingle with each other because you're on top of each other. And I feel like the spa was the only place where I was really able to escape and like relax, close my eyes and like just be with myself. Yes. Yeah. And the, my, I, while it was a really weird layout, I really didn't mind that, that much. I was actually thought, like, I thought the spa was fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, my only beef with it for me and myself is again, same thing that they did with the, the gym. gym. They did here, but even worse. We are on the very back end of the boat, or maybe it's a front end. I don't know. It's one end. And the front. It's a front. There's no windows. So we're outside. We're Tall wall. very all high walls. Covered walls up, but then you have an open thing above you. So that way the sun can come down when you're outside, but it's all walls. So you're at your so it's like this. You can't see any ocean. You can't see any ocean. So at no point when you were in the spa can you see any ocean. And that was so cool about the dream and the fantasy spa is that at all times you could see you were on a cruise ship. You were you were on the ocean. So that's why I said if you take the spa and put it on land, I have zero issues with it. I really don't. I really enjoyed it. But I'm paying for a spa for while I'm on a cruise ship. I want to see the ocean. I want to feel like I'm in the middle of the ocean and you don't get to see it the entire time you were in there. Um, that was my one beef with it. But if you don't care about that, 10 out of 10 recommend. I really loved it. Yeah. The sauna on the dream, I always say made me feel like I was in a Drake album cover because the sauna glass, the side of it is pressed against the full side of the ship. No deck underneath you. Like if you're in the sauna and you're leaning against the window, like you're leaning against the view of the ocean and it is so cool. And I'll never forget the first time being in there thinking, wow, this is like the coolest moment. And then, yeah, this one was tough. Like all, all the inside spa and steam rooms are just dark walled up. Like, yeah, I mean, it is what it is after that. We packed up I and mean, we hung out there for a little while. We went back to the room, put on some cozy clothes because we wanted to go get some ice cream and we had to do lunch. We went back to Marceline in our sweatpants and sweaters and stuff. Hit Marceline, went back to the room, got ready for World of Marvel. Um, yes. World of Marvel, there's really not much to say other than the highest praise. Um, by far the best 
point of entertainment, I think, on the cruise, besides the show, that first show. Oh, we, oh, we had the first show that night. Did we not talk about that? Oh, my God. Well, that was after World of Marvel, though. It was after Marvel? I thought it was the very first night. It was a Sail Away show. Maybe we just had no pictures on our phone. That was the first night. Oh, my Which? gosh. Yeah. Oh. Not the Sail Away show, the one with Goofy. The Hold best. It was, it was such a good show. I'm scrolling okay. back. I would have taken a picture of us in the mirror. Maybe we didn't, but we'll, we'll... I don't think that was the first night. Yeah, maybe we didn't. I thought it was, but we'll have to figure it out. Um, we'll, get to, we'll get to it either way in the part two part of the podcast, because I do want to talk about that show. It was very good. But anyway, the entertainment besides that show, I thought was the best inside of the Marvel-themed restaurant. The food, was it good? Very good. Was it the best food I ever had? No, but was it very good? Yes. Um, no complaints food-wise. I like that the food was themed by MCU countries. So there was Wakandan food, Sokovian yeah. food, um, um, you know, pretty much everywhere you can think of. It was really interesting. Yeah. Um, we, again, I knew nothing about what was happening. I knew that at one point Ant-Man and the Wasp were going to show up, which they did at the very, very end. But what I loved about this is that you are in a show slash experience from beginning to end. There are screens all over the place, kind of like in... Um, the animator's, animator's palette. palette yep there's but there's way more screens than that and basically there's a story happening um and if you want if you don't want to hear what the story is go ahead and fast forward because i'm gonna say it in like 30 seconds um ant-man and the wasp are on the cruise ship doing a technology, doing a technology presentation. Pre- presentation on the cruise ship and some things go wrong and then all of a sudden they get like from their radar that ultron is coming in because they need to steal the tech that ant-man has brought onto the cruise ship um, but the best part is, is that they bring in some of the best superheroes ever. They bring in um, the, our new Captain America, Sam. They bring in uh, Captain Marvel and they bring in Miss Marvel, which we love her. If you're not watching that show, you are sleeping on it, people. It is so good. Um, and so I, we didn't know any of that was happening and that was really cool. And then throughout the whole dinner, whenever they weren't doing the show part, they were like putting up different pictures, like kind of like profile pictures of different every character ever every superhero ever even villains and then giving you like their backstory and like facts about them and like pictures and that was really cool um so for me that's all i have to say about it really is a 10 out of 10 experience the food was 9 out of 10 for me i absolutely loved it i was fully engaged fully entertained and fully happy the entire time yeah um there's a lot to see outside of it inside of it it really is all screens there's not hidden details like in 1923 it's all screens and it's all being shown to you um this probably was the weakest food as far as dinner goes for the cruise not that it wasn't great most of it was great some of it was kind of whatever um but none of it was really reinventing any wheels we did get a lot of cool pictures here they have a lot of cool like they had avengers plates um, you know, there's the couple like stone statues out front that we had told you about earlier that were cool to take photos with. But all in all, unless we were to really thoroughly recap the dinner show, that's really what there is the most to talk about. And I think that's either better watched on YouTube or experienced in person. Agreed. Um, I will say definitely bring a Marvel t-shirt or Disney bound as a superhero, like really get into it. Like 
I had so much fun. I was dressed up. I had like my little Captain America Disney bound. I had a little red, white, and blue flannel and some blue, some navy blue, like um, cargo joggers. Lex had a really great She-Hulk Disney bound that she did. And it was just really fun getting ready and like knowing like we were going into a Marvel thing and we were really participating. So I think that made it really fun. But other than that, there's really not too much to say about the dinner. Other than we have no complaints. Fantastic. Yeah. After that, we went back to our room and got dressed because we wanted to go to the Rose. Well, we wanted to change because again, we were like in like, I was in a bright like lime green top and we were going to go to this beautiful bar and I wanted to be aesthetically in the same vibe. So we went and we changed. Um, and we went to the Enchanted Rose. No, just the Rose. No, just the Rose. Enchanted Rose is great. It's just the Rose. I 10 out of 10. If you're going to go to any bar, it's going to be this one. And we'll talk about it when we get there by the Tiana themed bar. Oh gosh. The Nightingales is also great too. But for me, this is my favorite bar of the whole trip by far. It is the Rose. Yeah. The Rose is really beautiful. It's an extremely elegant, uh, you know, what you would call, I guess, a signature lounge. This is the lounge that you have to walk through to get to Enchante or Palo. Enchante. I I called it Lumiere's. Oh my God. I'm an idiot. Oh no. Enchante. Um, it's beautiful. It's like every, the walls are all black. The chairs are red velvet. There's a lot of gold fixtures. Um, and then like Enchante, which is inspired by Lumiere. Um, this is inspired by Beauty and the Beast. Um, it is really elegant. Um, they, this has probably, the, it's the nicest cocktail bar on the ship with the nicest drinks. Um, beautiful iPads. Like, you know, I guess all the bars have iPads now. Yeah, they all have them. Um, but what was really great about this was, we keep talking about it, the floor to seal I'm sorry, the floor to ceiling windows that cover an entire side of the bar. So even at night, you know, it's kind of hard to see out, but you are staring out into infinite ocean while you're enjoying this bar. Yep. And the number one thing I think I loved about it because it was so hard to find, this was a closed off section. So it was an adult only area like the other bars are advertised, but there's children everywhere. This one, there are no kids allowed. It is closed off. You are removed. You are far away. It is hidden. And that was that was very nice to finally have, if I'm being totally honest. And again, I, you guys know I don't have any beef with kids. I have kids. I have two 10-year-olds. I love kids. But when you're having a vacation like that has very clear, that you can come on a Disney cruise and still have adult-only areas when that's advertised and you've experienced that on other cruise ships, other Disney cruise ships, you're expecting the same thing. So it was more of a shock that like it just wasn't there. Um, but I will say the entrance way when you're walking into the bar, take your time because there's these beautiful paintings along the wall mm-hmm. um, of the like live action looking characters um, from Beauty and the Beast. And they were just, they were absolutely beautiful. They have the, you know, the rose, the very center of the room. It was beautiful. The drinks were fantastic. We had a great time. I didn't want to leave. Um, best bar, in my opinion, on the boat. Do that over Hyperspace Lounge. The only weird thing, remember, there was like a bunch of teenagers sitting on the floor right outside the, the door. That was the like only thing, in yeah. In the hallway. Like, not outside the door to get into the hallway to the bar. Yep. Like, sitting at the door outside the bar, there was a bunch of, like, teenagers on their phones. Like I'll tell you why. Because right next door, if you go down a different hallway, oh, that's, right. that's where the big kids 
kid zone is. The teen lounge. The teen lounge. The big, the other, the younger kids lounge. The huge, like the huge area where they put the Incredi games up. So it's like a big basketball court and pool tables and all this stuff. That's why it is literally right next door. Again, why would you put two of those things on the very same side of the ship? So yes, there was kids running around right outside of the bar and like sitting outside on their phones outside the bar. But then once you got in, you were fully removed away from the kids. But again, just a very weird setup. Like, why would you do that? Ah. Um, so yeah, same thing when you're walking into Paolo too, you're walking through a sea of kids. <laughs> this boat is something else. Yes. Um, this is where I got to enjoy the water menu and I got to try all sorts of expensive water. My favorite cruise activity. Yes. He got into that last time. And so we did it here too, but all in all, I will say you could probably already tell it's not going to end up as my number one ranking um, on my Disney cruise experiences. But I, the one thing I do want to leave this podcast with, and then also part two when we do it, and it is probably the most beautiful Disney cruise ship they have. I've been on prettier cruise ships elsewhere, but it is by far the most beautiful Disney cruise ship. It's hands down, no competition in, in my opinion. I think so. It was just a very weird setup. And if they had set things up differently, this would have been my favorite, favorite Disney cruise ship by far. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much agree. Like when I keep saying like, it's the best thing Disney has ever done. It's the best way they've ever utilized their EP and their IP in a non kitschy way. Like world of Marvel was not kitschy. It was beautiful. 1923 oh, so cool. was not kitschy. It was beautiful. The Bayou was not kitschy. That That's was like Tiana the bar. nicest bar I've ever been in. It was beautiful greens, mints, golds, um, you know, wood textures, flowers everywhere. The, I mean, the, it was just, the vibe was so perfect and they're using their IPs in such like luxury ways that I think is really special, you know, compared to the dream where it's just like, Oh, here's the pink champagne bar. Here's a pub with nothing in it. Like, yeah. you know, I don't, I think this boat was way smarter in terms of how it was inspired by things. Yep. Um, but functionally, it definitely like fell short. Oh, yeah. So, so far from the bros, you have the best Disney cruise ship food. Hands down is going to the wish. The prettiest cruise ship is going to the wish. But we've got some issues and we'll keep working through them in part two. We got we got some. Yeah. Day three and four. Day three and four to get through you guys. And day Cast four, away. I have some things to say about day four. What was day four? Arendelle. Oh, <laughs> we'll get there. So come back um, yeah. <laughs> and we'll let you know our final rating at the end of all of this. If you guys have any questions, go ahead and pop into our Facebook group. If you don't know, we have one. Um, and right now it's called the Main Street Duck Watching Club. Yeah, it's usually not called that. That's what it's called right now. Hop in there. Cody and I are in there chatting with you guys every single day. It's a great place to leave messages um, and because we, we check it every day. So if you have any thoughts about the Patreon or about the podcast, go ahead and just put it in there so we could uh, see it. Um, but for those of you who are weekly listeners, thank you so much. Thank you for bearing through this very long podcast. I hope this was informative and entertaining at the same time. And to any new listeners, thank you for giving us a chance. Um, I hope you guys uh, come back for part two. But now it's uh, we're going to wrap it here. We're off to the parks for some photo shoots and some work stuff. And we're about to do it. We're about to do it. And the next time we talk will be our um, D23 and Disneyland uh, 
discussions. A little so, roundup. A little roundup. It'll be good. All right. Guys, enjoy your weekend. Happy Friday. We'll talk to you soon. This is Oh Boy, the podcast. I'm Cody T. I'm Lex. And remember, you can use this discount code WISH for 10% off. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.